time to cue the coach. The world we are living in today has been spiraling out of control for decades in such a way that we are all losing our minds, risking our health daily, and choking on the ashes of a dying paradigm. You don't want to continue living in fear or in conformity to someone else's version of reality, do you? I know I'm done, and I've been done for quite some time now. Wellness needs an advocate. Holistic health, that is. It's time that we rise to the challenge of creating a brand new world with the fiery passion of a phoenix rising from the ashes. What beautiful essence do you possess that this world desperately needs? On this podcast, that is what we are here to find out. Together, let's unlock the pure potential from within. And as Gandhi said, let's be the change we wish to see in this world. And here we go. Episode 13, The Heart Chakra. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cue the Coach. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we are going to review the fourth segment of my chakra series, the heart chakra. The heart chakra is known in Sanskrit as anahata, which translates into English as unstuck. Its energetic color is green, its elemental association is air, and its symbol is a 12-petaled lotus flower. Its bija mantra, or the sound of its element, air, is yam. Where the first three chakras, the root, sacral and solar plexus deal specifically with our relationship to and as matter. The heart chakra is about connecting our physical reality with the upper spiritual centers. This is the center that pulls it all together, drawing our desires and positive action up to meet with our self-love, our love of everything, and then up to finding our voice, our intuition, and our connection to the universal spirit of God energy. Quite simply, it pulls our inner world and our outer world together, allowing them to meet at the heart. When our hearts are pure and properly balanced, we feel true love for ourselves and others. We are not easily harmed emotionally, and we are resilient, truly resilient, in mind, body, and spirit. It is in this place of harmony that we may be of grateful service to ourselves and to others with ease. Not having balance within the heart chakra leads to a whole host of problems, the least of which can be heart attacks, heart congestion, poor blood circulation, trouble breathing, issues with the nervous system, our immune system, our lymph nodes, and more. And the most obvious, heartbreak and resentment. We are sad and lonely even in a crowd of people at times. There's one huge nerve in the body that is largely influenced also by the heart chakra. It's called the vagus nerve. This nerve or nerve cluster, to be more precise, runs from the top of the brainstem down to part of the colon. And it's the longest cranial nerve in the human body. 
I've included an article in the show notes from healthline.com that details all of the attributes and functions of the vagus nerve. I'm sure you'll find it's quite astounding just how much this nerve is responsible for and also how many things can influence it and can be influenced by it. When it comes to the heart chakra, when we do not engage in physical touch, compassion, and love, this nerve, along with our hearts and the blood flowing through our veins, are at risk for disease, a compromised immune system, and a whole host of digestive issues as well. Our bones and muscles feel weak. We become hardened in personality and in the body, resentful and depressed. Lethargy sets in and our thoughts begin to spiral us into a vortex of negativity. We're unable to trust others and we find it hard to engage into romantic relationships. Sometimes a lack of balance in the chakra shows up in an overactive way where we are codependent, giving love to people who do nothing to deserve it, and we get trampled on. We can be passive aggressive, smothering, and completely misguided on what love is. We refuse to show up for ourselves and play the martyr, putting others' needs before our own and then resenting them for it. Bouncing out the chakra leads to self-love, patience, compassion, and a will to live, and a will to live out our passions and our dreams with all of our heart and soul. If you've done the work to balance out the chakras below, dealing with matter, you'll feel the center open up and feel the heart's longing for love begin to emerge. The lower centers lead to feeling safe and grounded, finding passion, and to harnessing that passion into actions that support this clarity. So it's highly beneficial to work on those, especially if your heart is telling you that you're empty in any of the areas dealing with those first three chakras. The first most important way to balance this chakra is to create positive affirmations for yourself that pertain to the heart chakra. An affirmation is much like a prayer, but it's slated in the present tense. Prayer gets a rap of having faith that a God will bring us out of turmoil eventually on God's time because of our sincerity and faith in such a God. An affirmative prayer is one in which your conviction of faith is so deep that you believe that what you are praying for is already in existence and that the prayer is about inviting the feelings and beliefs and faith into the correspondence of how you feel when you have it. So here are some great examples to get you started on that. I love myself. I love every part of who I am. Everything I am opens my heart and brings me gratitude right here, right now. Here's another. I have compassion for others. I respect the differences between them and myself. And this is reflected in my actions every day. I have a strength within that keeps me free from hurt, free from hurting others. And this allows me to view everything in life as pure and God-given. I am able to forgive others for their transgressions, as they are all human, just like me. We are all in this life together. What I see in others that makes me feel bad is a call to deepen my own self-love and self-reflection. Doesn't that sound a little bit deeper than just a prayer of wanting? It really, really works when you invite feeling and faith into your thought process as if something is already there and you feel deserving of it. That is where the magic happens. So when you continue to pray as if you already have something until you actually start to really feel it, it works. 
and merely stating, please, God, just let this pain stop. I can't take it anymore. Maybe it may be good. You know, it's a, it's a call to relief, but it keeps us focused on the pain. This may be the way you currently feel, but a continued focus on this just presents more pain to overcome. It's not more. Is it not more empowering to have such faith in God that we can say love is at the core of my being? God shows this to me now. My eyes are open to see this right now. Isn't that more empowering? I think so. And it certainly worked for me in my life. So I hope that you find it helpful. You see, when the heart chakra is open, though, there's no work to do on the heart chakra. Love of self and others flows freely. If you state positive affirmations like the ones I've presented and you cannot seem to feel them as already true, more work is needed to foster a sense of safety and grounding, passion, confidence, and positive actions. Again, that's the lower three chakras. Then once you can feel the love rising within the heart, you can express that love with your words, your voice, and your actions. Your positive actions will be reinforced by this love. Your intuition is free to be stimulated in a positive direction, and your connection with divinity can be felt, driving the brain and the heart to work together in coherence. And that is why the heart chakra is so special, because it pulls all of the security, passion, and positive actions upward to your voice, your intuition, and God to all be connected together and acting as one. As I've stated, for the lower chakras, every single chakra can be balanced by the same tools. I've mentioned these before, and I'm not going to go into all of the details of which ones are available to the heart chakra, because like I said, the work is most important on the other chakras to open this one up. But it's still, there's positive affirmations, as I showed in examples of before, mantras and mudras, meditation, yoga, reiki, and physical exercise, as well as by making healthy dietary choices. There's one other piece to the heart chakra, though, that sets it apart. Taking a good hard look at the relationships you have in your life and making changes here that will foster love and compassion. If you have people in your life that are filled with anger, hate, judgment, and resentment, it's a great idea to find distance from these people. Now, you can still have compassion for them, and you can still try to help them. But if they are toxic and constantly tearing you down, it says a lot about your lack of self-love if you're willing to subject yourself to their negative influence on a daily basis rather than pulling yourself away from it. So let me tell you a story. I do love my stories, and, and this goes back to some things that I've talked about in, in my very first episode in my own story. I'll tell you that I always loved my mother, and I still do, even though she's passed. There was a time, though, when I was going through my first divorce, and I moved back in with her. She wanted to control my every move with a forceful hand and yelling constantly. I couldn't mend this relationship while still living under her roof because she didn't know how to support me growing and finding myself. So a friend offered up her basement as a place for me to stay for a while. Now in this basement, there was water damage, there was stuff everywhere, and the basement was unfinished. Although the environment wasn't great, it offered an opportunity for me to have personal space to think and to meditate and play plan my next moves. So I did take her up on this offer. Whenever my mother called me, I would answer, but when she raised her voice and began screaming, I hung up and turned my phone off for a while. I took the time to focus on self-reflection and on what I wanted to do with my life. 
without her influence. Less than a month later, through some positive affirmations, lots of meditation, and attending my spiritual center each Sunday, keeping those positive actions in mind, I was able to literally manifest this, right? I had a studio apartment in Montclair, New Jersey. On the first floor, it was number three, which was a very special number to me. Um, and I honestly, in this apartment, I had one of the best years of my life. I took a lot of time to myself and a lot of time in deep, deep self-reflection. So that month in the dark, dingy basement was the best move I ever made for my life at that time. I found the right amount of distance from my mother's unhealthy coping skills to eventually rebuild that relationship as well with boundaries that I learned to hold on to and set for myself. As a result, I had a very loving relationship with my mother until she passed away rather than being stuck in resentment and regret. Does that mean that we never fought or didn't get along at some points in time? Sure, we did. But the emotional attachment to it for me was so much different because of the work that I took the time to do on my own. So, I mean, we can make excuses for why we stay stuck. We're all guilty of this from time to time. Or we can harness the solar plexus chakra energy and take action to distance ourselves to make necessary internal changes that foster a renewed sense of love and compassion. Bring that to the table changes every relationship. I've seen too many people in my life that choose to play it safe, to take the easy road, and to just kind of appease people and meet them where they're at and then just walk away resentful, only to find themselves miserable by ignoring the work on themselves to bring about the lasting happiness that can happen. So don't waste your life. You have one life to live, and you can love it. In addition, if you find yourself repeatedly in romantic relationships that fail, it's truly necessary to take the time to yourself to work on self-love. Many of us are terrified of this, and will just keep running through the same patterns, finding someone new to love, who has their best foot forward for the first few months, as do we, or even for the first year, only to find them the same shit come back to bite us in the end. Who's been there? I know I have. I have way too many times until I took the time to myself. We fail to realize that it's the lack of doing the work on ourselves that brings about the same personality types that keep presenting the same lesson over and over again. That lesson will continue to show up if there is a lesson for you to learn. Trust me. So taking time to ourselves, allowing ourselves to feel, and most importantly to understand why we feel the way we do. If we feel like something is missing, what we have to do to muster the courage up is, is just to take those actions. We have to take actions to find out what's missing for ourselves, not from somebody else. And this is also why many fail to help themselves in therapy. We look at what others are doing wrong, and we focus on the hurt that it brings and just wanting it to go away. We become addicted to feeling good by way of some outside stimulus. Even our therapist, we're waiting for our therapist to tell us how to handle the people around us so that we can be comfortable in it. But a good therapist will get you to think about your own patterns that get in the way, not the wrongdoings of others, and will help you to heal what is misaligned from within. Often when we lack the ability to love ourselves, it's because we cannot forgive the transgressions of others in our past, in early childhood development. Now, ignoring the work of forgiveness and understanding is our default as humans. We'd rather just hope that we're not hurt again. So again, I point you to the book Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. 
That book is phenomenal at dealing with forgiveness and resentments. We need to understand the value in releasing resentment and forgiveness. It's huge. Huge when it comes to opening up our hearts. So lastly, find every single way possible to laugh and find joy. Laugh your fucking ass off until your belly hurts and tears are flowing from laughing so hard. Find ways to enjoy life, not take yourself so seriously, and to laugh. It's of utmost importance in healing your heart. There's nothing, no power in the entire universe more important than holding love and joy in your heart. As I said earlier, this is the chakra that pulls our body, the world, and our spirit together in harmony. If it's not open, none of that can be harmonized. The work on the chakra is the work that pulls everything together that makes sense of it all. Focusing on the heart chakra shows us what we need to release, both physically and emotionally, so that we may experience self-love and love com and compassion for others. What we discover here shows us what work needs to be done on all other chakras. That's why, we, why they say, follow your heart. Your heart will not steer you wrong. It will tell you what you need. And then you need to go and do the work on the other chakras so that your heart can be lighter and carry less of a burden. We all deserve to feel love, to find it, and to express it. This is the purity of human consciousness. The lack of it shows us all that is wrong with this world. I believe it was John Lennon that said, love is the answer. What was the question? I believe that sums it up for today. Brandon Beecham on Positive Head says that all the time too. I think it's one of his favorite quotes as well. And I agree 100% Brandon. So I was listening to another amazing podcast speaking of that yesterday called the Be Ultimate Podcast by Travis Elliott. It was episode 47 on setting effective goals. That episode is fantastic. If you want to know the outline of pretty much every single life coach out there, that episode says it all. At the end of each episode, Travis says a prayer at the end. So I'm going to borrow his sentiment there to close this podcast today as I'm recording this on Inauguration Day, January 20th. It's my understanding that riots are planned all over the country since love is lacking in this equation. Here's my prayer for all of you. I know that there is a universal power of love that fuels all of creation. This power is available to us all, and we are all representations of this power, the power of love. I know that no matter today's events, that love prevails, that safety is considered, and that our hearts are wide open for positive change. I am grateful that this world continues to spin no matter what adversities we face together. I hold my hand over my heart right here and right now, casting this prayer upon the United States of America, one nation under God. We are delivered from evil, and we all embrace love, compassion, and divine justice. I release these words into the unwavering law of God's universe, knowing that this is already done. And so it is. Uh, this is the way we pray at Centers for Spiritual Living around the globe. I'm inspired by this teaching daily. If you'd like to check it out for yourself, please visit us at cslmorristown.org or on Facebook at CSL Morristown. 
These links will be shared in the show notes as well, in case you couldn't catch the spelling from my uh, enunciation there. So I hope you've enjoyed this presentation and representation of the heart chakra today. Please consider a donation to this podcast, rate it, review it, and share it far and wide if you feel called to do so. Put a little love in your heart. Another beautiful lyric from a song that I will always hold dear. Breathe. Laugh. Laugh your ass off. Discover and embrace joy. Uncover your stumbling blocks and find the courage to reach forward and to shower this world with the unique gift of the best you possible. Namaste, everyone, which means the God in me honors the God in you, or the divinity in me honors the divinity in you. Until next time, don't forget to cue the coach. Take care, everyone.